Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, MLB fans, MLB betters, TTL faithful, and everybody in between, far and wide, and welcome in to episode number 254 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Tuesday of Bets, now also known as April the 5th, 2022. There is an absolutely loaded show on tap here today. It is a MLB special edition, everything National League. I'll tell you all about it here very shortly. But before we dive into all of that action and get ready for opening day, but two short days away from now, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on hey if it is on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping on this channel or if you're watching on one of the social media platforms facebook twitter whatever it might be hit that like button that follow button there so you never miss any of ttl's additional social media content or if you're listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as the audio for every single episode releases after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket. Hey, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so while you are uh, watching today's show. Maybe uh, go ahead and hit that other like button. Leave me a comment. Leave me a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat. You know there's going to be plenty of questions on your mind today. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Hop on over in the chat. I'll be happy to answer all your questions live on the show. And go ahead and hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what I am here at the TTL pod and I can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps me make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over down there to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of that aforementioned TTL social media additional content and all of the additional social platforms that you need to find all in one convenient location so you can consume all of that jazz however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining me for episode number 254. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton Captain Colt Sroka and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out, and uh, no picks but plenty of insights, analysis, and rabbit holes up on tap here today. 
going to save uh, yesterday's action recap, uh, everything in between as far as the national championship, uh, all, all of the NHL action, anything there was. I'm going to save that for the second half of the show. We'll dive into that. We'll talk all about that because we have an absolutely loaded MLB special edition, my friends. If you have never been in one of these special editions, then I highly suggest you get ready for some electricity. Now, uh, going to take that away. So we got the full screen here. feel like I'm always dip, dip diving and dodging that doggone thing. Uh, that all being said, I might put that up here. Uh, actually, in a minute, actually, actually, no, it kind of keeps uh, everything in there so you know where to visit me at. So I'm going to keep it right in here. Everything's cool. Stay right there. Okay, so... What's coming up on the MLB Special Edition? Uh, It's everything National League today. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've kind of had my feelers out there. I've been looking in the industry, what kind of MLB content has been coming out. And I just didn't want to make the same run-of-the-mill content that I've been seeing out there. Not not saying that anything like that is, is bad whatsoever, but everybody's talking about win totals. Everybody's talking about futures. Everybody's talking about offense, this and that. And I kind of wanted to attack it from a different perspective. So you know me, I'm a numbers guy. I love trends. I'm the trends guy. I always finish my analysis with that. So I want to take a look at some 2021 trends. Um, Just win losses against the run line as well. And some over-unders kind of give some thought uh, and and some perspective behind that as well. Um, And then I wanted to dive into because... I don't want to say it's my specialty, but it's really where I make my money is the first fives and the K props for pitchers. So I broke down every single pitching rotation for all 15 National League teams. Uh, I'll talk about every single one of them. Uh, Ones that I think are going to get mashed around ballparks, either home or away. Ones that I think are going to provide incredible value for us all year long and everything in between too. So stick uh, stick around for that. Uh, That'll be part of it. We'll also, uh, obviously, people like futures. Uh, They got to give the people what they want, right? Uh, So I will, uh, I'll dish out some division winners uh, and just kind of the odds, talk about that all in general. Talk about league winners, too. Uh, It's everything only National League today. That's why it's in the title. That's why it's on the picture. It's only National League today. And then uh, we'll also, you know, maybe um, maybe uh, talk about my damn favorite team because they're just in the National League, right? So, hey, we'll talk about the uh, Chicago Cubs as well. Uh, Stick around for that if you are a uh, fan of the Ivy Dwellers, the Northsiders, or you are just a good old-fashioned Chicagoan that likes talking about anything Chicago sports. Tap in. That'll be the uh, last segment of the first half. And then second half as usual. Brands and reactions, Crypto Corner, Motivation Minutes, short and sweet, right to the point. Uh, This first half here shouldn't be too long. Um, I'm going to probably be 30 minutes, I'll say, right in there. So then uh, we'll do 15, uh, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, somewhere in that ballpark for the second half of the show, too. So... Quick sip from me, my friends. Actually, I'm going to take a double sip. <clears throat> the, uh, the secondary part is this, and that is to me, to thee, sipping that black elixir of the gods on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Take your sip, or afternoon, or evening. I don't judge when you sip your coffee, because sometimes I'll be sipping at 6, 7 o'clock at night, too. So take your sip. I'll be right back. Oh, that's a good cup of joe. Hey, y'all gonna have to excuse me a couple more times today. I'm gonna have to go back to that thing. Now, I want to connect with you guys. I want you to ask me anything MLB. Hell, I want you to even ask me what my favorite color is, what my doggone cat's name is, what everything in between. I don't care. I want to connect with you live. I'm here building the TTL community and all the other communities that I'm a part of. And I want to connect with you live in prime time like a real life human being. Now, if you are watching on Twitter, 
Cannot see your comments. Don't know why Periscope doesn't transfer over to StreamYard. Shout out Jeff Dawson. But it does not. Uh, so if you could be so kind, you want to connect, I would love for you to hop on over here. Pop in the YouTube or pop in the Facebook. Uh, you can check those out on the uh, on the Twitter uh, link tree. They're all right in there. You can go click right in the link tree and go right to the YouTube, right to the Facebook. So that all being said, pop in the live chat. It is open, but my friends, it is now time to get things rocking and rolling with the MLB Special Edition, ladies and gentlemen. It is live and prime time. First things first, I got to do, uh, switch you guys over here, switch the old monitors, BEA beautiful, so I got stuff uh, over here on the big screen. All right, not that you need to know that, or you're ever going to see that at any point in time, but hey, personal, personal preference, what the hell I'm doing, but what we're doing here for the first segment of the day, my friends, we're going to go back to the future, or no, back to the past, if you will, not back to the future, back to the past, we're going to time travel a little bit. I want to take a look at the 2021 trends from the National League. Only the National League, not MLB-wide, just 2021 National League trends. Now, uh, going to talk about win-loss records, just straight-up records, uh, run-line records, and then also over-unders. Now, if you are a fan of baseball, which I would assume all of you are, or at least in some capacity, you know there's 15 National League, 15 American League, total of 30. So I did top half and bottom half for uh, these trend categories, and I only went to seven because it would just kind of be redundant if I didn't. So top seven, bottom seven, we'll go all the way through it. Now, I, you might have noticed at the beginning, I'm not going to talk about win totals. I didn't really want to get too deep into win totals because I feel like everybody has been talking about win totals, and there's just no... There's, it just doesn't provide that value to me, you know, even if it's at minus 110, minus 110, like, I just don't see holding on to a ticket for 160 some odd games or whatever the case it might be. I, I'm good when I can be cashing tickets all day long. Now, if it was a severe plus money, like maybe some of these I'll tell you with the division winners, the league winners. Maybe we have something to talk about, but but, but as far as uh, win totals go, I'm not going to talk about those. So I suggest when I uh, talk about some of these straight ups uh, here, straight up wins and losses for the National League, I suggest you kind of start to take that into stock as you do your own research and formulate your own opinions for wins and losses. Because again, I'm not going to talk about them here today. Now, first thing, uh, first things first, let's start it off with uh, straight up win loss records. We'll start things off with the top seven. Uh, number one was the Giants, 109 and 58. I, uh, I'm not saying that they are going to uh, repeat a similar performance, but I think they're going to get damn close. So yeah, actually, I think they're going to have a similar performance. We'll talk about them a little bit more as we get into pitching rotations, everything on in between. But this is just kind of trends right here. Uh, second was Dodgers, 112 and 62. The Brewers were 96 and 70, the third place NL team. The Braves were 99 and 78. Now that was the fourth place National League team. However, that is the 10th overall team in baseball. The Braves were 10th overall, 99-78, but 4th in the NL. So a little something to think about there. Uh, there are some AL powerhouses that we'll definitely be talking about tomorrow. But sticking with the NL, uh, number 5 top was the Cardinals, 90-73. and 73. The Reds behind them, 83-79. and 79. And the Phillies, 82-80 and 80 for the top 7. Now, the bottom 7, I did worst to best. Uh, or worst to best worst, however you want to look at it there. Uh, worst, obviously, 
I'm not saying they're going to be this bad again. Uh, this one, I think we see some improvement upon. Uh, the D-backs, 52 and 10, 110 last year. 52 and 110 last year. Uh, one of the worst rec records in all of baseball. I think there was one or two below them, but uh, yeah, they were uh, dead-ass last in the NL. Pirates right behind them, 61 and 101. Nationals, 65 and 97 uh, right behind them. Marlins, 67 and 95. You would think that would be a little bit different with that pitching staff that they have that I'll actually talk about today they got to get that uh, offense rock and roll and I think they can improve upon that uh, Cubs 71 and 91 let's go Cubbies let's get it together here in 2022 Rockies 74 and 87 and the Mets 77 and 85 for the bottom seven worst to best if you will um, so that's just straight up well, I'll talk about it more in depth uh, as I get into the pitching rotations and stuff there, but uh, just wanted to keep it high level trends, some stuff for you to take stock of so you don't have to go uh, searching through team rankings or searching through odd shark or baseball reference or everything. You can just tune in, see my pretty face, and I'm just going to tell you straight up right here. You see how easy that is? So you ain't got to go scrolling all over the interweb. So uh, next thing up, <laughs> we're going to uh, ATS or uh, the run line. Uh, again, did top seven and bottom seven on this one. So getting things started with the top seven, the Giants were 167 to their run line, followed by the Brewers, 88 and 78, second team in the NL against the run line. Obviously a severe drop off there, uh, 12, uh, 12 uh, game differential there in the win department. Rockies were 85 and 76, but that was a lot of games they had at plus one and a half. Cardinals, 85 and 78 against the run line. Marlins, 82 and 79. A lot of their games were plus one and a half as well. Cubbies 82 and 80 uh, and Braves 89 and 88. Those bottom three Marlins, Cubs, Braves, Cubs and Braves, uh, say that five times fast, uh, were kind of in that spot where there were a lot of plus one and a halves. And they did solid at the end of the year covering those plus one and a halves and kind of all throughout the year for that matter of fact. But uh, that is why they are in the top seven in that category. So be safe, be careful is what I'm trying to tell you if you see those teams as uh, minus one and a half on their run lines coming in early in the season. Uh, bottom seven as far as run line goes for the National League. You got the Mets, who were the worst, 70 and 92 against the run line. The Reds were 72 and 92 following them. The Nationals, 74 and 88 behind them. Padres, 75 and 87. Phillies, 75 and 86. And the Pirates, 77 and 85. And I apologize. And the Diamondbacks, 80 and 82. Uh, so again, worst to best when it comes to the bottom seven in the National League on uh, run line. So again, just a little bit of food for thought, something for you to think about, something for you to take stock of. Uh oh, as we continue, I'm throwing my baseball over the place. As we uh, continue to roll on here into the NL Special Edition. Now, final bit of 2021 trends that I wanted to touch on uh, is the over-unders. Everybody likes to bet overs. Everybody likes to bet unders. Everybody's all about them totals, too, when it comes to MLB, so we got to talk about them. Uh, the best over teams in the National League, I'm only going to tell you about four because of a key reason. Now, let me tell you about them first. Diamondbacks to the over. 89-66-7 last year, so I'm not going to tell you that's because they're a spectacular team putting up a bunch of runs. Uh, that's because most of the time they were getting drubbed, and then 7th, 8th, ninth inning, the other team would give up, and they'd make it a tight game by two runs, and it would fly over the total. So I think the Diamondbacks are going to be another solid over team this year. The Padres also were in the NL, 86-72-4. The Reds were 81, 73, and 8. Pirates 77, 76, and 9. And that's why I'm only giving you four. Everything else under that 
was under central. The Cubs, 77, 78, and 7, my friends. Uh, outside of that, every other doggone team in the NL was an under wagon. Uh, again, going from best to worst, or I guess you could look at this from, uh, yeah, best to worst, I guess, in the, in this category um, for uh, under teams to the under. So I'm going to flip this. Um, so I'm going to say the under number to the under. So it's not over under now. It is literally to the under. So the Rockies were 87, 68, and 5 to the under. So an over under record of 68, 87, and 5. So 87, 68, and 5 to the under. The Mets were 84, 70, and 6 to the under 86 76 and 5 to the under were the Giants Dodgers 87 77 and 10 to the under Miami 80 72 and 10 to the under Nationals 82 74 and 6 Cardinals 81 74 and 8 the Braves 87 80 and 10 Brewers 79 76 and 10 and the Phillies 80 77 and 5 to the under now Obviously, you see that the under is a a rather popular bet, a rather popular casher on the NL side of things. And I truly believe that is because a lot of these damn dominant pitchers, and there are a lot of ballparks in the NL that I think about it that are more pitcher-relevant ballparks, uh, ones that have the uh, wind blowing in, or, or more oftentimes than not, like I'm not saying they can't have the wind blowing out, but more oftentimes than not, it is more pitcher-advantageous, if you will, a lot of these uh, NL uh, ballparks. So, real quick little sip. Pardon me, a half a second. Mm. I'm telling you what, got some high-quality H2O there, kids. So, I want to talk about those pitching uh, rotations because honestly, that's where I make my money. That is where I'm always looking. That's where I'm always targeting first fives, the K props, everything in between. And obviously, you see that we're going to be able to take advantage of that with how well these unders have played uh, uh, so far uh, last year and it just it kind of historically in the past for the NL. So. Um, I just wanted to go through the pitchers. So that's all 2021 National League trends there for you, my friends. Let's kind of uh, bring it back to the current present moment, uh, come out of the past, hop back in the time machine, and get into the 2022 NL pitching rotations breakdown and analysis. Now, I'm literally going to go all 15. Uh, I'm just going to kind of give you some food for thought, uh, what I'm thinking. I think we're going to have some value here. I think there's going to be no value, yada, 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 whatever the case might be. So let's get right on into it. First things first, we'll just start the... We'll start in the uh, AL AL East and work all the way down to the AL West. So, the Braves, they got Freed, Morton, Anderson, Yanoa, and Tucker Davidson. I think we're going to be able to find value early on in the season, middle in the season, late in the season on these boys. Uh, Yanoa, who Oscar obviously missed last season uh, with the hand or the whatever injury where he was like ripped off his jersey or something and, and hurt his thumb or one of his throwing fingers, whatever the hell. I can't even remember what it was, but he was out all last year. And Oscar is a dog on the bump. So I am very excited to see what that combo of Freed, Morton, Anderson, and Yanoa do. Uh, that Tucker Davidson, he uh, made a couple of starts last year, looked really good towards the end of the year. Obviously, everybody knows Drew Smiley out of town and joins my cubbies. So we'll talk about that soon. Uh, but next up is the Mets. Uh, again, I think we're going to find a lot of value on the Braves uh, pitching rotation. The Mets, 
couple of question marks here, but there are obviously still some value that you're going to be able to find. Now, DeGrom is hurt. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how long. I think it's four to six weeks, maybe longer than that. I, I have no idea, but I know it's not a any short amount of time. Um, so Scherzer, Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett, and Carlos Carrasco. Um, so I... <laughs> If you're wondering, whoa, Chris Bassett, yeah, Oakland Oakland Athletics, Chris Bassett, yeah, exactly, he's pitching on the New York Mets now. Um, obviously, we're going to be able to find value on Max Scherzer, but anytime Scherzer's taking the bump, you're not really going to have that F5 value, so it's going to come down to the K prop, but obviously, them sons of bitches are going to be inflated, so I'm thinking stay away from Scherzer early on here in the year. Taiwan Walker, give me all of him every day of the week, and five times a day on Sunday, especially if you're giving me the F5 plus a half. I will take that all day long. Chris Bassett, same exact spot. Uh, he pitched the lights out in Oakland last year, uh, cashed a boatload of F5s for us uh, time and time again. I'm a big fan of uh, Bassett. And then Carrasco, kind of a question mark there. Is he going to be able to fill in for DeGrom in the same light that DeGrom would have shined? No, not at all. I can't even say that whatsoever. But I will tell you that I think that he could uh, surprise a lot of folks and, hey, really may have that next man up mentality. I'm not sure uh, 100%, but I think old Carrasco could make some waves there for the Mets. Uh, but we'll see who they bring in for their number five guy because obviously five guys in a rotation pretty typically. So there's the Mets. Next one up, the Phillies. Uh, I think we're going to be able to find a boatload of the Phillies uh, rotation, a boatload of value again. Uh, we got Aaron Nola, uh, Gibson, Eflin, Wheeler, and then Ranger Suarez. Um, Ranger Suarez is the only one out of that group that I would kind of tell you to to stay away from. Not that he's bad by any means, but there's just a, a few times where he kind of goes a little bit brain neutral. So I would stay away from Suarez, uh, love Zach Wheeler, uh, all about Eflin, all about Gibson. I was about Gibson when he was uh, he was with the Rangers. He was cashing tickets because the Rangers, they, they were just perceived as a terrible team, which they kind of were, but you would get Gibson on the bump for or at plus a half at like minus 130, and it was just hammer left, I mean left, right, center, every single time you possibly could. So I think we kind of get that same value. The Phillies are going to, I think, be a little overvalued to open up the year. I'm not going to lie to you whatsoever um, just because of that lineup, because of uh, uh, of that pitching rotation as well. So we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on in the show once we get into some of the division and league winners as well. But keeping the proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks, we move on to the Miami Marlins. Uh, in the NL East, uh, the the main guys I wanted to talk about and the guys that I think we're going to find value on uh, is Alcantara, Lopez, and Rogers. Uh, obviously, Trevor Rogers still there, uh, Sandy Alcantara, and then uh, Pablo Lopez. Those those boys, uh, those boys are F five cashers, left, right, and center. Uh, they're going to be names that you're going to want to take stock of definitely for K props as well. Uh, Alcantara showed some struggles last year in certain spots, and, and of course, so did Lopez. Uh, I, I want to say the guy that showed the most consistency, you didn't ever really, just kind of set it and forget it, was Trevor Rogers, and I think he returns to dominance again, um, and I think we see Lopez and Alcantara kind of fix some of those mistakes from last year, so I'm a big fan of the Marlins rotation. Uh, not too much about the fourth and fifth guys, uh, but I do think we can find a boatload of value on those three. Now, the last team in the AL East, my friends, the Washington Nationals. And I'm going to tell you point blank period that we are going to fade every bit of this pitching rotation. I am going to absolutely be betting against them in every opportunity that I can. I'm going to be looking at RBI props against these guys. I'm going to be looking at uh, extra base hit props against these guys. These are things you need to take stock of with these guys for sure. And it's something that I had to learn. And it is, I feel it as my duty 
to break down because pitchers are so damn important to MLB betting and nobody wants to talk about a pitcher. And I had to learn this stuff the hard way, my friends. And I feel it is my duty with more and more younger betters coming up in the space and and wanting to get involved. Holy shit, basketball's almost over, NHL's almost over. What do we do with MLB for the next 17 fucking months? What do we do? I feel it is my duty to say, yo, this is this this is what it is because I fucked up. I made these mistakes. Listen to me and and listen to what I'm trying to tell you here. So this is going to be a rotation that we can fade the mess out of. Patrick Corbin, uh, uh, Gray, uh, John Gray, I believe. I don't think that's John Gray, but I, I wrote I, I should have wrote down first names. I was just going fast and write down last names. Uh, Eric Fetty, uh, Anibal Sanchez. I remember that. Don't know how I remembered Anibal Sanchez and <laughs> Josh Rogers. Uh, so those are going to be that's going to be one that you can really really fade. Patrick Corbin, I think, had a above a seven or at least above a six ERA last year. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to have to look into it. But man, oh, man, that rotation has me scared to hell. And the books uh, we'll talk about in the division winners. But you'll see the books are definitely giving them odds kind of based on that uh, rotation, I think, for sure. Uh, Moving right along into the central. My... My division, baby. You see, the, 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 our logo is 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 the central. Our logo is literally the central. I mean, I don't know what more you need me to say, but everybody wants to think that the Brewers are going to win this outright. I don't know. I'm not talking shit yet. We'll get to my cubby corner. That's right. If you came for some cubby insights and analysis, too, from yours truly, you better believe it. But you're going to have to stick around for just a little while because we're still talking about pitching rotations. The Brewers scare the absolute shit out of me. I cannot lie to you. We have a four-game stint with them to open up the year, open up the season on Thursday through Sunday, and I am not excited about it whatsoever. Now, I will be excited about it if I can meander on over to the friendly confines, which... Sounding like I might be able to, but don't quote me on it. Just stay tuned for some content. However, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta scared the shit out of me. Peralta in a plus a half spot uh, for the F5 is just a a guaranteed lock. You're probably not going to get Burns or Woodruff on a plus a half, but... You can probably guarantee that if you're playing, if if the Brewers offensively are playing a subpar uh, uh, a pitcher that's carrying like a three or four ERA, maybe even a four or five ERA early on in the year, you might as well feel safe playing that minus a half if you're getting it at solid odds because we got to face Corbin Burns to open up the year, and I'm not excited about it. And then Brandon Woodruff to follow it up, and then Freddie Peralta just dealing that nasty two-seam on the inside. That I just, I hate it. I hate it. Now, um, they also have uh, Eric Lauer and Adrian Hauser, I believe it is. Hauser and Lauer. Those guys don't scare me at all. Um, they didn't really show any dominance last year. They're just kind of those fill-in four and five guys. I don't want to call them fill-in guys because my dumb ass can't get up on an MLB bump and do anything. I'll sit here on this side of the screen and just talk about you fellas. My apologies, but I don't know. They don't really scare me from that perspective. Uh, however, moving right along, talking about not scaring me whatsoever are... Should I say the dead birds? I don't know. Man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The St. Louis Cardinals. I'll show you a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of respect. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I'm a little worried about the old Cardinals rotation this year. Adam Wainwright, yeehaw, cool victory lap. Uh, bring him back with Yachty. Bring him back with Pudgeloose. Hey, do what you got to do. I don't know. Miles Mikolas. Okay, for sure. Flashes here and there. Steven Matz, what the hell are we talking about? Dakota Hudson, I can't tell you at all. And then Jake Woodford, I really can't 
tell you it all either. I think this rotation gets mashed to hell. I don't think it matters if it's home, if it's away. I think you can fade him. Now, Wainwright consistently has pitched like a damn dog in front of his home fans. You put him at Bush in front of anybody uh, against any team, he's going to deal, no question about it. But one thing I will say is that he absolutely falls off the face of the map when he goes on the road. So something to think about. I mean, you can even look back to last year. That, that was something I keyed in on last year and was able to make a boatload of money on. So there's for the Cardinals. How about them Cubbies, baby? Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are gonna win today. We got Hendrick, Stroman, and Miley, Mill, Steel, and fucking Smiley. What do you say? We're winning today, baby! Oh, sorry. I'm just very excited for opening day. Uh, Kyle Hendricks obviously can't wait for the Poff to get back on the bump and start fucking dealing. So excited about that. Uh, Stroh, losing my mind. I've been tweeting at him all offseason. Can't wait to see Stroh in the blue pinstripes, baby. Uh, also, Wade Miley. Uh, he kicked our ass all last year, former Cincinnati Red. If you're wondering, yeah, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, stayed in the Central, come join the Cubbies. Typically, teams don't do that because they think a guy's going to fall off the map and they're going to mash the shit out of him, but I think Wade Miley does some some shit here for the Cubbies. Uh, hell of a war behind that guy. We'll talk about that uh, as the year rolls on here for sure, though. Uh, Justin Mills, or Alec Mills, I'm sorry. Alec Mills can't wait to see him pop up again. Justin Steele looking good. And then Drew Smiley, okay. I'm not excited about it. I'm not excited about it at all, and I hope we make some type of move or can do something because Smiley got mashed left, right, and center against the Braves. He was uh, on the Braves last year. Uh, he was almost an automatic fade for me. If I saw uh, any team going up against him, I instantaneously went to the F5, instantaneously looked what the odds were, and 99% of the time made a play on it, and 99% of the time cashed it. So not a big fan of having him in the rotation. Uh, but moving right along, we'll talk about the Cubbies a little bit more later on. Uh, but the Cincinnati Reds, same kind of uh, rotation. They added a few guys, lost a few guys. Uh, they got Trevor Molly, uh, Tyler Molly still. Sorry, it's Trevor Molly, Tyler Molly still. Uh, River San Martin. I don't know anything about old San Martin. And then Vladimir Gutierrez. Obviously saw uh, Vlad last year. Uh, he's pretty damn dominant. And then Hunter Green. Uh, nothing I can tell you about that. And then their number five. Uh, nobody as of right now. So very interesting kind of to see. I'm try. I can't remember. And and I wish I would have looked this up before. And I guess I got the old Google machine here. But they got the. And if anybody's in the chat, pop, drop it in the chat. But they had the guy with the dreads um long dreads last year and he threw heat he threw heat and i don't know what team he went to and it, it's it, it's not uh oh goodness gracious i'm gonna think about oh, gee many christmas uh da, 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 and now i'm gonna say it's gonna be in my head i'll think about it i'll think about it at some point in time but Either way, uh, wrapping up the NL Central, the Pirates, not Johnny Cueto. It's not Johnny Cueto. Uh, that just came to my mind, though, but not Johnny Cueto. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, last team in the Central. Uh, we got Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, Will Crow, and Bryce Wilson. I think, once again, them boys are going to get absolutely mashed. Um, there's some spots that, like, if you find some good odds on them, you can back the, the old roots plus a half. It's very specific spots, though, um, and it's not even necessarily like seeing them on their home field. Like, it's a very damn specific spot for you to want to back that. So, there's the Central, my friends. Five more teams remain. If you know the drill, if you're a fan, uh, actually, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, five, duh, duh. Okay, uh, no, six, one, two, three, four, five. No, five. Goodness gracious, I'm seeing double over here. Uh, I was like, yeah, wait, three times five is 15. There's 15 in the National League. Colton, okay, here we go. Over to the NL West. 
Uh, LA Dodgers, first one up. I think they're going to be dominant as shit. I don't think they're going to have any type of problems whatsoever. Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, Andrew Heaney, and Tony Gonsolin. Uh, Andrew Heaney, maybe a little bit of question marks, uh, showed some, uh, showed some bumpiness, showed some rockiness, definitely pitch, pitching for the Angels last year. Um, uh, but maybe coming over to the National League, maybe in a different LA ballpark. I don't know. I'm trying to make shit up where there's nothing there, honestly, to tell you the truth. I, I'm not a big fan of Heaney. Uh, but moving right along, Padres, they got Darvish, Musgrove, and Manaya. Um, also Snell and Clevenger. But I'm not sure if they're injured. They're not 100%. What's all going on? I don't know if they're going to be ready to start the season. I think they are, but don't quote me to it. It's kind of kind of murky. And like a couple websites I looked, they were still showing injured. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, obviously, big fan of Sean Manaya. Backed the hell out of him in Oakland last year. Big fan of you, Darvish. You know me, any former Cubby I still love. And then uh, Chad Musgrove. Obviously, he'll have a, uh, a good outing here or there. But uh, we'll see what's up with Snell and Clevenger. Snell will too. So will Clevenger. But we got to see what's up with them boys first. Uh, moving on to the Giants. We got Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, uh, formerly of the Chicago White Sox, the, the wrong Chicago team, the Southsiders, Anthony DiSclafani, Alex Wood, and Alex Cobb. Now, this is one of my favorite rotations outside of the Cubbies, outside of the National League. I absolutely love the Giants rotation. All Five of these guys are going to be able to cash tickets for you all year long. Uh, Alex Cobb, maybe a little bit of a question mark, some question marks last year. But as far as I'm concerned, Webb, Rodon, uh, DiSclefani, and Wood are all going to be able to cash tickets for you, uh, regardless of if they're favored in the first five, not favored in the first five, uh, on the money line, on the run line, whatever. I think we're going to make a lot of money on the Giants again this year. Uh, no Johnny Cueto, obviously, but uh, there you go. There you have that. Uh, Rockies, next one up, second to last. They made Mr. Kyle Freeland, uh, I believe it's Kyle, but I know it's Freeland. Uh, yeah, Kyle Freeland, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, they made him their ace, so very excited to see what happens there, followed by uh, German Marquez and Antonio Sanzatella. Uh, hell, I remember German and Antonio, but can't remember if it's Kyle or not. I'm pretty sure it's Kyler. Uh, Kyle. Uh, Austin Gomber and then Chad Cool. Uh, Gomber and Cool. Definitely those four and five guys, uh, to put it uh, lightly, but they will give you an outing every once in a while. So uh, keep your ear to the streets on those guys if you uh, see a lackluster offense uh, uh, playing against them because uh, you will uh, tend to find some good value then if they are in that spot. Uh, last but not least, Diamondbacks rotation. Uh, I think we're going to be able to fade these guys again this year. Uh, again, there'll be a couple of spots where you can back a plus a half in the first five or, or whatever the case might be. But Madison Bumgarner, uh, Bumgarner, Merrill Kelly, I always say that wrong, Bumgarner, uh, Merrill Kelly, Zach Gellin, Luke Weaver, and Zach Davies. Um, Zach Davies was solid in some spots. Uh, Gallon solid in some, Weaver, Kelly, Bumgarner. I mean, like those aren't bad pitchers by any means whatsoever. They just get the short end of the stick being in the NL West. So I, I don't think they have any chance whatsoever, but uh, maybe there'll be, again, a spot here or there that you can back them on a plus a half like a or a plus one and a half for a full game. Like I said, teams, teams would throttle them for the first six, seven innings. And then they would just give up, and the D-backs were like, well, we're not going to fucking quit. It's time to play BP on your bullpen. Forget you guys. And then they ended up covering her plus one and a half, and you picked it up at plus 130, plus 140, and everybody was all over the minus one and a half. Like, whoa, how did that happen? Oh, my God. It goes a little bit deeper than uh, just high-level things when it comes to MLB. So something to think about for you there for the D-backs. So that does it. All of 2022 NL pitching rotations, breakdown and analysis, my goofy opinions from yours truly, Captain Cole. 
Uh, well, let's keep it moving, keep it grooving. Uh, next one up on tap here, my friends, uh, before we get into the cubby corner. I'm even getting more excited to talk about that. Um, and I can flip this screen back because I, I don't like looking over here. I like being able to look at you guys over here. I, I got to look at this monitor over here to see if I'm still live in prime time. What I'm saying is I like it over here. But right now I'm looking here and I'm telling you about some doggone 2022 MLB division winner odds and how about some picks too. Now, why don't we just keep it going in the same form fashion that we have been going the whole doggone time. Start with the East Central and end with the West. I need a sip though, so give me one moment. Mm. Another moment, please. Whoa. Wow. Whew. Terrific. Division winners starting off in L East. Let me give you the odds, and then I'll give you some of my thoughts behind it. Uh, Atlanta Braves, plus 125. Mets, plus 200. Phillies, plus 340. Marlins, plus 1,300. And the Nationals, plus 4,000. Much to uh, would be your surprise, those are actually not uh, the the Marlins and the Nationals are actually not the highest uh, odds there are for a division winner. Just wait till we get to the West. Very interesting. Uh, not actually interesting, uh, but you'll see why. Um, as far as it goes for me in the East, I would say, excuse me, ooh, coffee. Excuse me. I would say. Um, I would say Atlanta, even though they are the favorite in that spot, I really, really like when the uh, the favorite is in a spot of a plus money. I think the only reason why they're at plus 125 um, is because of uh, just kind of still the question marks, like what does what is this lineup going to do? Um, obviously, uh, the coming back of Ronald Acuna, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's back like a bomb left, right, and center, but I, I think that lineup is still going to be just fine. Obviously, I said I'm a pretty big fan of uh, the rotation as well so I think you can feel pretty safe in uh, backing the Atlanta Braves to win the NL East even though they are the favorite in that spot I think the Mets just kind of are going to struggle too much early on in the year without DeGrom and who the hell knows what Carrasco is going to be and who's going to be their number five the Phillies I really really like the Phillies but it's really going to come down to as far as if uh, their pitching rotation can stay consistent because I told you I liked them but Nolan, Eflin, and and sometimes Suarez, like I said, I don't really worry about Gibson or Wheeler, but sometimes those other three guys, I really worry about them. And I think that could get the Phillies into hot water about halfway through the season when you don't want to get into hot water. So something to think about there, Miami... I really don't think they got they got a shot if they can't get that offense together. I mean, they have offensive flashes here or there, but there's just too many times where they shoot themselves in the foot. They need to keep their offense consistent, and if they can, then that plus 1,300 is valuable as all hell, but they only have, in my mind, three solid pitchers they can depend on. So we're going to have to see exactly what happens. I wouldn't tell you to sprinkle on that. Uh, and I would tell you to stay so far away from the Nationals. It's not even funny with that pitching rotation, uh, everything in between. I don't care what that offense is about this year. I am very, very worried about that pitching rotations. I think they front-loaded the lineup. I think they spent their cash in a wrong, wrong spot. And I'm worried about it. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope that uh, Nationals uh, rotation had just had a down year last year. But man, oh man, I am <laughs> I'm very scared about that. I think you can fade the Nationals left, right, and center. But there you go. That's my pick. Atlanta Braves plus 125. That would be my future bet for uh, NL East. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. How about the NL Central? Now, I'm going to say it, and I don't want you guys to call me a homer. 
Okay, first, hold on. I'll tell you the odds, because I, I just I can't get away from it. I tried to get away from it so I wouldn't come to this show saying this, but I can't get away from it. And, and just don't call me a homo. I am a sports, like, take this shirt off, take my hat off. Like, I'm a analyst here right now. I'm not a Cubs fan right now. So first things first, Milwaukee, minus 170 favorite. St. Louis, plus 240. Chicago, plus 1,100. Disrespect. Cincinnati, plus 1,600. And Pittsburgh, plus 5,000. So... Milwaukee, great, awesome, wonderful, solid rotation. That offense leaves so much to be desired, and I hate to break it to you, but they are not the fourth best team in baseball. Those preseason projections are horse caca. No way. No way are they the fourth best team in baseball right now. And you know I've said it time and time and time and time again on this show. It is one of the most inauspicious things you can do to make a future bet on the favorite in that market when it is at minus money. There is literally no reason to do that whatsoever. The books are begging you to take it. Oh, you got to pay almost three quarters to get involved with this one. You might as well hop on over, boys. This is this is guaranteed winner, right? And I hate to say it, no. And, you know, St. Louis right behind them, plus 240, cool. But I told you my concerns with their rotation. Great one last, Custer's last stand. Here we go. Yeehaw. One, one more time for the one time. I mean... But I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's really going to shake out like that for the Cardinals. And I'm a little bit worried about the back half of that starting rotation. And I'm a lot of bit worried about that bullpen. So that leaves up next the Cubs. Plus 1,100 just seems disrespectful. And this team continues to feel more and more to me. Now, again, again, not from a Cubs fan perspective. This team feels more and more like the 2016 team by the day. No-name guys, not saying no-name, but a lot of like under-the-radar guys compared to the what you would consider the, the median uh, superstar in the MLB. Definitely like middle-of-the-pack guys, guys that are trying to cut their teeth, make their way, guys that are crying because they're making the starting rotations. Shit like that. I mean, this feels a lot like the 2016 team and no buddy is talking about him everybody was talking about him last year with grandpa rossi taking over the club yada 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 nobody's talking about the cubbies this year i'm not worried about the reds at all because i think that rotation as well is dog shit i think they are going to get mashed all year long and then pittsburgh i'm not worried about it all they should just implode that whole organization and just get rid of it if it wasn't for some of my favorite rappers and some of my human beings being from pittsburgh and uh having some of the sickest black and and yellow hats uh, a pittsburgh variety that have i just say nuke the whole doggone place because they have just no value at any point in time and that plus five thousand odds is perfectly right so Call me crazy, call me a homer, but I'm telling you right now, this is not coming from a fan perspective. This is coming from a sports betting analyst perspective. The Chicago Cubs would be my outright pick to win the NL Central. That's what I'm thinking. A point blank period from what I see, the Chicago Cubs win the NL Central. Now, Colton, the Chicago Cubs fan. Oh my gosh, did you really say that? Oh my God, the Cubs are going to win the Central? Oh my gosh! That would be... Colton the fan now I don't know I don't know if that happens or not I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic let's just put it that way cautiously optimistic is how I'm looking at this cubby season but I'm very excited about it uh let's finish things off the NL West here my friends Dodgers minus 230 Padres plus 350 Giants plus 600 Colorado Rockies plus 12,000 
and the Arizona Diamondbacks plus 15,000. Yes, those last two are not mistakes. Uh, the books are not respecting Colorado and Arizona whatsoever. They just they have any opportunity to hang with the pods, the Dodgers, or especially the Giants. Um, the Dodgers at minus 230. Uh, it, it's very it's very interesting right there because like there are some instances where they give you a favorite and oh yeah uh, that that uh, that favorite takes care of business but I really I'm gonna stick to my guns here I do not like future plays at minus money and I don't think you should be looking at the Dodgers I truly do not think you should be looking at the Dodgers whatsoever I think they're gonna have a great year I think they'll be dominant but I think it's gonna be just like it was last year where Dave Roberts is bitching about how they just barely squeaked into the playoffs by a wild card spot and we're the Dodgers well win some more damn games sorry pitch a little better I mean don't go into slumps I don't know what the hell you want me to tell you but I think that might be kind of what we see again here this year so something to think about the Padres, I think the Padres are going to struggle too much from a pitching perspective to start off the season to really, really, really confidently back them in any any capacity to win the West. So then in that case, my friends, and I promise you I'm not a homer, if you know me in any capacity, you know the Giants are my second favorite team in the National League. When the Cubbies get bounced inevitably in September, I switch gears to the Giants because they always have a good team. And I love the Giants too. They've And now I got Chris Bryant over there, so please don't call me a homer. But the plus 600 is really intriguing to me for the Giants to win the NL West. So I'm going to tell you San Francisco Giants win the NL West at plus 600. Uh, so once again, my division winners, the Atlanta Braves, Chicago Cubs, and the San Francisco Giants in the National League. Uh, let's wrap things up here real quick. Uh, we'll just look at league winner. Uh, just a couple of the the top trends tell you if I think uh, any of these are going to win the league or who I think is going to be kind of that good value. And uh, I forgot I put some stars here, so <laughs> I got another something to talk about. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, I did the top 10. So you got Dodgers plus 230. Uh, yeah, did I change that over there? Uh, league winner. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dodgers plus 230, Atlanta plus 500, Milwaukee plus 550, Padres plus 750, Mets plus 800, Phillies plus 1,200, Giants plus 1,200, St. Louis Cardinals plus 1,500, Marlins plus 3,500, and rounding out the top 10, the Chicago Cubs at 60 to 1 odds plus 6,000. And I'm not telling you the Cubs win the National League. <laughs> but kids... If you listen to last week's show, the Midday Market Report with my man Jeff Dawson, we talked about how strangely under the radar this Cubs team is and how strangely it feels like that 2016 team, uh, 2016 squad. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you to back up the bankroll and drop a 5, 10, 20% play on this. I'm telling you to maybe get out a little bit of pizza and beer, skip a six-pack this weekend, and drop some down on the Cubbies to win the NL. I like it. I think they could make a push. I think it could be something crazy. I don't know. It, 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 I don't know. It's just, it just, it just feels, and I'm not a fan that talks this way. I, I am a Cubs fan that is never like, I'm always, I love watching my Cubbies regardless. I just, I know we're going to choke. I know it's going to, I know, like I've watched so much Cubs baseball. I just know what it is. But like, if I'm talking like this, I am not like the Bears, I'm the same way with my Bears. Like, I don't want to say I'm not optimistic because, like, I'm an optimistic human being, right? Like, that would be the wrong thing to say about me. But 
I, I'm just like, I go in just like, I guess, cautiously optimistic. Like, I know this is going to be fucked, but like, hey, if things go great, yeehaw, hi-ho, silver, we're going to the World Series, baby. So that's kind of where I find it. And I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel that way this year. This year feels, I don't know, this year feels weird. It feels different. I don't know, the boys are buzzing, but call me crazy. If I'm giving you a play outside of that to win the NL... The Braves on the rebound track, plus 500. I expect them to make a bunch of noise. I expect Acuna to come back. I expect Acuna to be in the 30, 40 home run range, uh, if not more, uh, high 40s, 150%. Um, the Giants could make some noise. Giants makes, made noise in the postseason last year. They just couldn't solidify themselves to, to make a deep run. Um, we'll see what the Phillies do from an offensive perspective uh, and, and how well that rotation can stand up. But again, I just, Milwaukee, mm, fourth best team, no thanks. San Diego, I think they're going to struggle too much. Mets, eh, without DeGrom, without a solid rotation all year long, mm, I don't know. Miami, no thanks. St. Louis, no thanks. I don't know. Call me crazy on the Cubs. That's not a homer play. That's just straight kind of observing what I'm seeing. So, my league winner has a long shot, but doesn't even feel like a long shot. It's so fucked up. I wish it did feel more. I wish I was not feeling so much of a home. Like, it's just, it's not good. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But Cubbies would be my league winner uh, as a long shot, the 60 to 1 odds. And then the Braves would be my uh, number one, uh, 5 to 1 odds, the plus 500. So there you go. There you have it. The league winners, my friends. Now, all right, it's time for me. To flip the screen back so I can see you guys. And I got a little bit more room to work with here. Okie dokie artichokies. That is the league winners. Now, I'm going to preface this next segment here uh, as probably for Cubs fans alone. Uh, or or maybe just if you're a fan of, of Chicago sports. Whatever the case might be. I'm thinking this might be a standing segment uh, throughout the year here. I'm thinking it might be a blog. I don't know what it's going to turn into, but what I do know is we're going to have it here. Now, it might be a place for rants. It might be a place for, for, for people to come and share their cubby thoughts. I, I don't know what it is, but right here now today, we're going to preview a little bit about the cubbies, my thoughts about them. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to ask Cap and Cole, what the hell are you thinking about your cubs? Well, you just relax. Let me take a swig of H2O and I'll tell you. Whew. Okay. Now, my friends. <clears throat> Cubby Corner. Oh, shit. Hold on. Cubby Corner. 2020 roster look-ahead segment preview. Here we go. Now, uh, as far as the roster goes, this is kind of what it's going to look like uh, with the new DH, everything like that. Uh, Rafael Ortega, DH left field. Uh, Frank Schwindel, my boy. I think he's real. We're, we're kind of starting to confirm he's a real-life human being. First base, uh, Wilson Contreras, Contreras. Uh, catcher, Ian Happ, obviously outfield. Uh, Seiya Suzuki, shout out. Let's go, Suzuki. Outfield, uh, Jay Hay, outfield. Patty Wiz, uh, Mr. Wisdom on the uh, hot corner. Third base, Nico Horner in the four spot. That would be shortstop. And then Mr. Nick Madrigal, old Nicky Two Strikes, up to the good side of Chicago, the north side as baby, playing second base this year. Uh, that is going to absolutely be electric. Uh, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I say it? One, two, three, four, five, six. No, that is the six hole. I apologize. What? Oh, geez. Wow, that was stupid. Playing in the six hole would be Mr. Nico Horner. I apologize. In the four would be Nick Madrigal. I see. I got to get back and email. 
I get back in baseball. Like, I just, I, 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 what am I doing? What am I doing? That's got to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Come on, Colt. Here we go. Nine players on a field. We'll get in there. All right. Thursday's opening day. So it hasn't officially started. Just give me a little bit of, uh, a, little, a little bit of time to correct myself. All right. Now, I uh, already talked to you about the pitchers, uh, but I'm super excited about it. Kyle Hendricks, uh, Stroman, Mills, Steele, Smiley, and then Brault in the back end too. We'll see what happens if we hold on to Smiley, if we'll use him as a bargaining chip, uh, what it all happen. I-, I don't know. Maybe he opens up the season hot and we can lift him real quick and get something good in return. I don't know, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what the Cubbies do, man. I am excited for Thursday. We got the Brewers, like I said, on the four-game stint. Uh, then we go on the road, I believe, to Pittsburgh for two games, uh, two games in Colorado, and then uh, back home to play the Pirates, I think, again for a four-game stint. Uh, something along those lines to open up the year, but... That's the Cubby Corner. Just wanted to tell you kind of what the uh, opening day lineup's going to look like. Uh, we'll see you all in between. Uh, and then again, it might be just a weekly blog, kind of an update, maybe a daily thing. I, I don't know. We'll see what all shakes out, but uh, definitely wanted to take an opportunity to talk about my Cubbies, shout them out, and what I expect from the boys here t- this year. So there you go, my Cubby Corner for today. Ah, quick sip. I'm going uh, to snag some coffee as well here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we are 53 minutes after the top of the 10 o'clock hour. I don't want to keep you guys very long because um, we could go down a whole doggone rabbit hole of ransom reactions and all that shit. Um, so two quick things. I, I still want to do Crypto Corner because I want to tell you guys about a project. If you want to invest, there's something I think I can tell you guys about uh, that I think would be really, really cool. Uh, so I want to tell you about that just real quick. It uh, won't be long at all. And then, uh, uh, or maybe actually, maybe we save that for Thursday. Maybe I save that for Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But first, uh, we'll see how long this takes. The range of reactions, and then, I, you know, I'm always going to do motivation minutes. So we'll see if we still do Crypto Corner or everything in between. But for now, two things I want to acknowledge. Number one is the TTL March Madness Tournament Challenge. You will see a uh, tweet come out at Talking the Line. You see it right there on the Twitter, right here, the little bird app. Um, if you're not watching live on YouTube or one of the social media platforms and you're listening, I highly suggest you stop by and check out some of the production value. You will uh, know what I'm tweet uh, pointing at there, but I'm not going to tell you if you are only listening now. For uh, the TTL Tournament Challenge, it's a wrap. It's done. It's over with. Uh, the pot ended up being $420, uh, 50-50 pot, as you guys know. 210 to the winner. 210 to Chicago-based charity, My Block, My Hood, My City. Now, uh, I will be divvying all that out, making the payments, everything this afternoon. Finally got everything wrangled up. Everybody uh, good to go now. Um, so, with all that being said... I wanted to shout out Miss Erin Ewart, a good friend of mine, uh, the girlfriend of one of my uh, one of my roommates in college, one of my good buddies in college, still one of my good buddies this day. Shout out Danny D, my boy. Shout out Joey Does. Well, uh, appreciate all you guys. Thanks for hopping in. Thanks for uh, contributing to the good cause. Thanks for uh, contributing to the pot this year, Erin. You go, queen. Do your thing. Flaunt it like you got it, because you do. You got a fresh 210 in your pocket. Go spend it on some Louis V. Don't let that man tell you to spend it on him and take him to dinner. Not a damn chance. You spend it on you, girl. It's a pair of shoes, some new pumps, a new purse. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe some new new tops, some new bottoms. Whatever you need, you spend it on you, because you damn, you, you, you earned it. You deserve it. You, you don't go spending that money on that man. Now, I know I got to send it to him because I got his Venmo, but you 
don't go to spend it on him. If he don't get it to you, you tell me. Ah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it all handled. All right. So hey, shout out Aaron. Appreciate you uh, joining in and uh, joining in this year's March Madness tournament challenge. And uh, congrats to you on winning. Uh, so I'll I'll do all that, and then uh, once I tweet that out after the show, I will uh, I'll post the transactions for both the donation and then the transfer, so you guys know I'm a good honest individual. Uh, so there's that, and then wanted to remind you of wise words. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, uh, that uh, notification bell if you are watching on YouTube. That way you'll see the drop at uh, 12 p.m. Central tomorrow. Um, if you are interested in uh, seeing the previous episodes or one-stop location where you can kind of find it and then kind of look at your own favorite platforms and subscribe from there, stop by TalkingTheLine.com. You'll see it right over there in the top right corner. TalkingTheLine.com slash wise-words-podcast. TalkingTheLine.com slash wise-words-podcast. It'll have the uh, previous clip compilations of the previous shows. It will also have the latest episode right up at the top. It will have every podcast directory that you can find that show at as well. So, one easy location that you can click, you can you can view it from your own your your favorite directories. Like I don't have to oh go here, go here. They, like it's just one easy location. So right there, talkingline.com/slash/wise-words-podcast. Why do I tell you that? Because I recorded episode number four of season three yesterday uh, with an absolute legend. Cannot wait for you guys to see this. It's actually a V2, so it is a guest we've had before. Haven't uh, got an opportunity to talk to him for a while, but actually saw him face-to-face when we were out in Vegas. So a little teaser there for you. Uh, Get excited for that. 12 p.m. Central, that'll be dropping on the YouTube and then uh, following on all major podcast directories right after that. Uh, So just wanted to remind you guys of that. Of course, you'll see the tweet on the uh, Talking the Line Twitter, at Talking the Line, and then uh, making some new improvements to the uh, Talking the Line Instagram if you wonder why you haven't seen that. So that's at Talking underscore the underscore line. So doing some different things. And then uh, keep your ear to the street on TikTok. Just, just... Just keep your ear to the street. I don't know. I've been talking to some people on the back end. I've been having some high-level conversations, and I, I don't know. That that doggone app is something. So I, you might see me on TikTok. I ain't going to be fucking dancing. I ain't, nah, ain't doing anybody. It's going to have a little Colton spin on it. Colt 45, Captain Colt on that, if you will. So yeah, just, just keep your ears to the streets on TikTok because I got to tell you something, guys, and I got to be honest with you. I'm getting kind of tired of Twitter. Um, not that I'm getting tired of Twitter. I'm not. Like, I really like it. I love my NFT community. And I love, like, I have a great, 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 amazing, awesome community. But, like, sometimes there's just so much negativity and so much toxicity. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like being the light. I like pushing the P. I like uh, spreading the positivity. And, and maybe I'm not, I'm not going to ever delete Twitter. I'm never going to go away from it. I just... I just want to find a new angle and avenue to continue to push that P um, because I just don't see it in the sports gambling industry. You can call me crazy. You can call me nuts, uh, but it's bullshit. It just, it, 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 it's so much negativity and so much toxicity. And sorry if you're in the industry and you're hearing this right now and you're pissed off. Maybe you're pissed off because it's the damn truth. Like, I don't know, man. If like there was more love and more everything in between, like I, I think a lot of people would be going a lot farther in this space instead of people just trying to give everybody the bird and step on each other's necks. Like I... I don't know. It makes no sense to me. It is what it is, man. But uh, do what you got to do at the end of the day. I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess where, what really stumps me is that, quote unquote, I am not a positive force in the industry. Me, this guy right here, this guy talking to you live in private. I am not a positive force in the industry. Yet I dare you to scroll down my Twitter and see one big bit of negativity or maybe take stock of what I tweet 
every single morning. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm wild. Maybe I'm off my damn rocker. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't even know why I went down that rabbit hole. Maybe it's just something that's been burning on my heart. And I'm just getting, you know, I just, because I see quality human beings out there. And, and, and like, I see people, people doing the right thing. And then I see people doing the wrong thing and getting put on a pedestal for it. And it cracks me up. But it's all right. No big deal. I ain't going to change. I'm going to keep being me. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep pushing the peak because... Kindness is all I know and positivity is all I know. I can't be a negative fuck. Uh, it's just life sucks when it's like that. So hey, keep being negative. Keep being filled with venom because being negative and, and worrying about other people is like drinking venom and, and or drinking poison and hoping they die. So do what y'all got to do. Keep living miserable lives, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep living good over here. So part of me living a, a good, solid, quality life has been something that I've been able to find and has really contributed to a lot of growth in my life and a lot of happiness. And, you know, a lack of understanding is what holds us back in this life. And what am I talking about? Well, I might as well just put it in the doggone ticker because it's time for Colt's Crypto Corner. But, you know, Far too often, I see so many people with a misconception about the crypto space or about the NFT space and thinking about it in such a different light than what's actually the truth. And sure, it's the Wild West. Sure, there's bad apples. But I can point to just as many bad apples in any other industry you want to name. I guarantee it. And I'll be the first to admit it. I joined the NFT space looking for that board ape, looking for that next hype project that I could buy for two, three, four, five hundred dollars and flip for two million tomorrow. I stayed in the space for an entirely different reason. And for the exact reason why I just told you. Because of that community, because of that love, because of the positivity, because of everybody wanting to see everybody win. And it's funny, I've had people in sports gambling tell me they think I'm an NFT guy, yet everybody in NFTs knows knows me, I'm a holder, whatever, but they all know me as Colt, the sports gambling analyst and the podcaster and the content creator. And anytime I'm on a stage, we end up talking about sports or something in between, and I end up shedding a new light on sports gambling from a different perspective. But yet, I don't, I'm not a positive force <laughs> in the industry. And yet I don't take times to talk about things like this. I don't know. It just makes, it makes me chuckle. I used to get mad about it, but I don't know. So I'm just going to keep pushing the P and, and I'm going to keep sharing these things with you um, because I believe in it and I believe in the future and I believe in spreading love, peace, kindness, positivity and everything in between. I'm so sick of seeing negativity and all that stuff and I'm just not going to let it happen anymore. So... Obviously, my friends, you know I'm part of the Ether Brews. This episode or uh, segment of the Colts Crypto Corners brought to you by EtherBrews.com, E-T-H-R-B-R-E-W-S.com. Mint yourself a brew today for .05. Mint is live, about 60% complete, and join yourself on one of the best communities out there. Now, wanted to talk, speaking of uh, best communities out there, I just wanted to quickly talk about one I recently joined. And I talked about this yesterday. I said um, something about finding a quality NFT project. And, you know, I, I guess I realized that I had just invested in one. And I had just 
got into one. And I thought, well, this is actually really auspicious for somebody maybe wanting to break into the NFT space. So without further ado, my friends, let me share the old screen here real quick. And I want to share with you guys some new members to my NFT collection. Now, I uh, don't know why that dism appeared. There we go. Now we're in business. All right. First things first here, my friends, I'm gonna put myself over here to the corner. And I want to introduce you guys to Cadenoid number 592, Cowboy Charlie. Hey, there he is. Shout out, Mr. Cowboy Charlie. There he is. And I also want to introduce you guys to Mr. Laser Larry. How about that? How about that? Mr. Lazy Laser Larry and Mr. Cowboy Charlie. Now, I love Laser Larry. He is absolutely electric. I've wanted lasers my whole time. I've been in the NFT space. It's something that people really like in the NFT space, obviously. You see that titanium helmet on top of his head as well. Super rare. Really, really valuable. Dope as hell. Makes this thing about 10 times worth more than what I actually bought it for. Maybe 20 times worth more, but I'm holding it for a long time. Now, what I want to tell you about the Knoids is they are very, very, very solid. I told you about art yesterday. If this does not catch your eye, I don't, like, I don't know what, what you're doing. I, if this does not make you go, whoa, that's a, that's a, that's a, that is a K-noid. That is literally a dog in noid form, and that is absolutely electric. And then I'll even go back to the other one so you guys can see the difference in, in what they're doing. But, like, look at the detail on him, too. Cowboy Charlie. I mean, how can you get any better? I, so... And, and all of these, the traits, everything in between, the art on this is just absolutely electric. I get caught staring at them all the time. I'm staring at it right now. I absolutely love it. Now, that's number one. Number two was the price. Guys, it's only 0.01 ETH. It is $35 to buy this art. $35 plus gas to buy this artwork. Period. Like, there's nothing else I need to tell you. That if, if you don't have that in your budget and you're thinking about getting into NFTs... You should not get into NFTs, point blank period, because that is the cheapest project you will find on the market. 0.01, nobody is doing that. And then that makes you question, okay, well, is that still quality? Hell to the yes, it's still quality. Uh, because there's a couple things that they were able to actually offer that I really, really, really like. Number one, I wanted to make sure I was saying the right percentage. That's why I flipped over here. They are uh, donating back to charities that take care of dogs. 10% of uh, all um, proceeds go back to uh, helping uh, stray dogs and, and everything, all that in between. I can't think of the charities off the top of my head, everything, but they are uh, doing that. Their team is solid. The artist, everybody I've came across is so damn cool. They're kind-hearted, special, just dope human beings that just are there to have fun, to talk, to be cool, everything in between. So their checks for the boxes. And then number five, what did I tell you, was the roadmap. And they have some quality plans. They have stuff detailed out that you can go look at, that you can think about. And then they have those highbrow things that I tell you I always like to look for as far as like, oh, there was just like this code written out and a bunch of question marks. And coming in the future so it makes you spin and think and then it tells you oh the gen 1 canoids which is what this is and what laser larry is as well uh the gen 1 canoids give you special access to future things that nobody knows about so then your eyes snap back to the question marks if you're a thinker of any capacity you say oh shit if i hold these and i diamond hand these and i don't sell these i get access to future shit so you see the picture building and why I bought a picture of a mechanical dog 
that I absolutely love. This guy looks like he's about ready to just bankrupt some books. I mean, he's got snake eyes. Look at him. He's ready to bankrupt some books. I don't know what else you want me to tell you about old, old cowboy uh, Charlie over here. However, if you're looking to get involved, if you're looking to get invested, if you like dogs, they do give back to puppy dogs. They do save them pooches. This might be a project for you. Uh, this is not investment advice. This is simply good advice. This is all I ever like to say on the spaces. I don't get myself self-involved in shit projects. I don't get myself involved in anything that I have a question in my mind is going to be a rug pull. I get involved in projects that I see big names in the space getting involved in or big names that have a boatload of money outside of the space getting involved in. Those are the things that I target and then also formulate my own opinions on the five key things that I always tell you about. The art, the team, the community, the roadmap, and the price. And this bad boy right here, along with the Ether Brews in the top right corner, ethrbrews.com. You say, what the hell is an Ether Brew? Oh, well, don't worry. I brought my Taco Tuesday brew along with me too, baby. Look at that beautiful fella. He's hanging out. He's got a little spider hanging with him. We got some grinning tacos, some grinning french fries. You like this art? A little bit more expensive, but there's a little bit more utility right now behind this and a huge community and team behind this. 0.05 ETH for this. Uh, a little north of uh, 150, 170, I think, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't know what ETH is at right now. I, I just look at things in 0.05 terms anymore. However... You want to join the Ether Brews as well? There you go. There you have it. Uh, that is my typical uh, typical Tiger Taco Tuesday brew that I rock every Tuesday. Uh, and then you'll see me in the Tiger space probably later as well uh, with my half and half, uh, my referee bunny gang, and then my taco as well. So you're probably like, what the f referee bunny gang taco beer? Just like, I know you're looking at me like I got a fucking horn growing out of my head, but I'm telling you, my friends. Once you fall into the rabbit hole, it's hard to get out because there is nothing but just love holding you back in and, and just a community of people that have the same thoughts as you. So there's the old brew. Uh, there's both of the canoids as well. One more time for you. Laser Larry and Cowboy Charlie. Shout out to the Knoids. Follow them uh, at Knoids, A-K-N-O-I-D-S, just like it sounds, Knoids, uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can follow the links there to be safe and uh Mint yourself a canoid. So, hell of a community to join uh, if you are interested. And so is the Ether Brews. Uh, Ether Brews has gotten me access to so many high quality individuals and allowed me to become part of a community of people that I would have never thought that I would have an opportunity to talk to athletes, business owners, CEOs, sales professionals, PR executives, fitness instructors. I mean, it blows my mind. Graphic artists, one-on-one artists, photographers. If you see me, uh, my man, my man, uh, drift and also banks hanging off the side of buildings, taking pictures. I mean, I have met so many quality individuals. And if you're tuning in, if you're one of them, if you hearing this right now, thank you for being you. I know you really don't get to see my face. Hopefully you do today. How's this for a dachshund? But I appreciate the hell out of you guys, and uh, honestly, you, you guys have opened me to a whole new world, opened my brain, and, and allowed me to remove that lack of understanding, because again, lack of understanding is what holds us back, my friends, and uh, I firmly believe that's what a lot of people are doing in the NFT space. So there you go, there you have it. That's my Crypto Corner, brought to you by Ether Brews today. All right, last but not least... My motivation minutes, my friends. Uh, hopefully, we're not having any Wi-Fi issues. Looks like uh, shit's a slow connection. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, everything's okay over there. But uh, just wanted to give you uh, some quick motivation minutes. 
nothing too crazy, nothing uh, outlandish. I've talked about it before, um, but it's just so important. And it's kind of a segue from yesterday of just the man who enjoys walking or loves walking will always walk further than the man who loves the destination. And it kind of deals with going through adversity and even on a micro level of your day to day, even more micro than that, a moment by moment basis. And you ask me, how the hell do you have some magic formula to help me be, be happy or live a better life in a moment by moment basis? Well, I unlocked it. I use it every day. So I think it's only right I share it with you, right? So I wanted to share with you guys, and I've talked about it before, is, is the concept of controlling your brain. Because what's in here is nobody else's responsibility. Nobody else has any say or any do or any control over what's going on up here. And when you know that, it really starts to put into perspective how dumb, I don't even, I don't even know if dumb or, or just, just, just how inconsiderate of yourself you are being by going when you need to make a huge decision by going and asking 500 million people and then formulating your opinion around their opinion. It just is so inconsiderate of yourself because you have that power. You have the ability. Now, if you're faced with a decision at, at a crossroads or, or even just in a day-to-day -day moment, a, a moment to moment, you know, one of those, one of those uh, uh, moments in life, for lack of a better term, if you are in that and your brain is just spinning and going and here, there, everywhere, that is not you. Point blank, period. Those thoughts are not you. And you might be looking at me like I'm crazy, but it's the damn truth. I promise you that those thoughts are not you. They are simply your brain trying to control you. And it needs to be the opposite way around. Your brain is simply but a muscle, just like your bicep, just like your quad, just like your glute, whatever you want to say. It is a muscle that you have full control over. Do you hear me? You have full control over your brain. There's no question about it. And if you take the moment to watch your brain, to step back instead of thinking that, oh, those thoughts are just all me. I'm going a million miles a minute. We've all been there. I get there too. But what I've gotten good at is watching my brain and realizing when that happens and realizing, oh, that's not me. Wait a minute. Let me pull myself out of that and get back to the present moment. And realize I'm right here and I'm doing what I need to do. And I am what I feel burning right in here and not what's rolling around up in here. I am the summization of all my passions and dreams and goals and that fire that burns deep inside of me that gets gas tossed on it when I start talking about those things. Not what rolls around in my head when I stand on the cliff's edge debating on if I'm going to leap right or leap left and see if my wings will actually lift me up and I'm able to fly. That's not what I focus on. I don't worry about my brain anymore because simply it is not something that can control me. And I'll give you a couple of ways that, um, that you can start to put this into, uh, into practice. And it's very, very, very simple. And then you can start to transfer it to bigger and, and more, uh, more scale, scaled portions of your life. And 
something simple, whether it's washing the dishes, wa- uh, driving the car, you're on your morning commute. Because how many times you've been on your morning commute and you get to your fucking destination, you don't even remember the drive. You don't even remember half the shit that you even saw. Like, were there even people on the road this morning? Like, you don't even remember that next thing. And think about it, you're washing the dishes, you're fucking off in la-la land. You know, did, did you just wash the Holy shit, the dish rack is is full. The next time you're doing that mundane situation, this is how you get good at watching your brain. You think I'm crazy. This is how you get good at watching your brain. The next time you're doing that mundane situation and you feel your brain start to spin, instead of feeding into that, stop. Feel the gloves on your hand. Feel the warmth of the water against the rubber. Smell the soap. Feel how the dishes feel. Look really at the nicks, nooks, and crannies of the dish. Be in that moment right there of washing dishes, not a hundred million miles away. And when you realize that you can be right here, right now in that situation, and you realize you can be right here, right now in any situation, And all it takes is just continuing to practice that, whether it's brushing your teeth, combing your hair, washing your face, doing the dishes, walking the dog, feeding the cat, or taking out the damn trash. It doesn't matter. Start on a small scale. And then when you start to see your brain spin on a bigger scale, just take it back to the same process. Slow it down. Take stock of everything going around. When you're driving, feel the steering wheel in your hand. Feel the AC or the heat blowing against your face. See the other cars around you. Take stock of the vibes of the people going by you. Are they spinning in their heads or do they seem to be in the moment, in the present, vibing out like you are? You'd be really surprised how much you can notice that when you just stop allowing your brain to control you and you just start controlling your brain. So my friends, I guess the last closing point that I want to put here as far as controlling your brain, um, and if you're not seeing the results you want to see in your life, or, or like your life is in a rut, or woe is me, yada, 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 like, maybe look at what you're putting in your brain. Maybe look at what you're lo- allowing your brain to consume. Maybe look at if you're allowing your brain to control you or not. Because at the end of the day, Whatever you decide to put into your brain, whatever thought processes you decide to allow to roll around in there are exactly what's going to come out in the world and exactly what's going to be reciprocated back to you. So I know it's a novel thought, but maybe just maybe being present and focusing on just being the best version of you in every moment instead of worried about what somebody else is doing today and just spreading a little love and kindness Maybe, just maybe, all of your answers might start to unfold just before you. And you might not have to worry about all those spinning things and asking those million people all of their opinions that we started this Motivation Minutes out with. So, my friends, to bring it full circle, your brain does not control you. You control your brain. It is but a simple muscle, just like your bicep, that you can flex and utilize to your advantage or you can allow it to utilize you to your disadvantage. Just some food for thought, maybe some brain food for thought. And that does it for a motivation minutes of the day. All right, my friends, 19 minutes after the top of the hour, I gave you 
TTL announcements. I gave you a full NL rundown. I gave you some ransom reactions. I gave you a TTL challenge update. I gave a shout out to the K-Noids, and I just went through a full motivation minutes. If you need more from me, I don't know what else I can give you. I, we went rabbit holes. We, we laughed. We cried. We had motivation. We went to down the NFTs. We got tickets to cash. We're ready for MLB. We talked about yesterday's NCAA match Madness. I don't know what else you want from me. I ain't got no more hot air to blow, blow in your direction here today. So, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, MLB fans, everybody in between, far and wide. For myself, you're humble. Honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Golden Cap and Colt Soroka. I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me, and listen to my insights. You spending time with me, taking the energy and time out of your day to listen to me is more than I could ever ask. All I ever want to do is to make an impact, to make a difference, to make a change in this crazy world that we live in. And... To see you guys stopping by, your likes, your views, your shares, your retweets, your subscriptions, uh, your comments, everything. Everything, I see it, and it means the world to me. It allows me to get up every single day and say, you know what? I'm going to keep pumping, and if I say one thing that changes the mind or changes the thought or makes some one person move a muscle, then I did the right thing. And I hope I'm able to do that for you guys. I hope I'm able to provide kind of a mental vacation. I hope I'm able to provide uh, somebody you can just laugh at. If, if nothing else, you can just look at my funny face and laugh during the day. So I hope you guys get that too. But I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you so much. And uh, I ain't fucking leaving, so keep coming around, baby. Y'all come back now you're here. But for now, I hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday. Unless you have any other plans, be sure to check TalkingTheLine.com slash today's-best-bets if you want to see where you can find my bets today. I do have a couple that I plugged in. Won't talk about those because it's time to get out of here for the day, my friends. Last but certainly not least, let's cash some tickets.